0: Hello and welcome to our third episode of Under a Bootleg Sky. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Andrew. And today we're discussing the Elevation Tour from Notre Dame, October 10th, 2001. And as we discussed last time, there were some rumors about uh, All That You Can't Be Behind, 20th anniversary um, release coming out. Uh, since we last uh, did an episode, some more information has come out. Anton Corbin dropped a little bit of information in a in an interview where he said he had just finished up a, a photo book that's gonna accompany the the release. The great group over at U two Songs put some rumors out that it's gonna be similar to the Joshua Tree uh release with only audio of the album, some B sides, some unreleased tracks. And then I think what got us most Some terrible excited. remixes. <laughs> so what got us most excited was uh, the addition of a live show uh, alongside that, like with the Josh retreat they did the, the Madison Square Garden show. So we kind of started talking about what we hoped would get released, and maybe more importantly, what we hoped didn't get released.
0: <laughs> My money is on a repeat of Madison Square Garden, um, the show from at least October twenty fifth, two thousand one, uh, in New York City. And I know they did a run of shows in New York City, but I believe that's the most widely uh, circulated one. And I would imagine they would pick from that.
1: Yeah, I really hope we get something. You know, I think that show's very historic. Obviously, the show we're going to talk about today is historic, but that one maybe even is more monumental um, just with everything that had happened in that city over the past. I think I'd be happy with anything except a rehash of Slane Castle or Boston. We obviously, you know, have those already, and a lot of good elevation shows out there to pick from. So hopefully, we get some more news yeah, on that.
0: I I would definitely be surprised with Sling Castle because you know they've already released that audio for as part of the fan club um, right. several years back on CD.
1: So yeah, so uh, so we'll see what comes of it. It's it's exciting because as we said last time, this was kind of a pivotal moment in their career. So maybe there'll be some uh, unreleased things that no one even knows about or just kind of we've heard some rumors about but and
0: you know kind of transitioning to the show we're talking about today i i i would really put money on the live show they choose would be one after september 11th because that's kind of when you two became basically the band they were for the rest of the decade after you know the september 11th attacks they kind of Strangely enough, four Irish guys kind of became a symbol of, you know, this American pride. I mean, the...
1: this album to me—it's so interesting because, obviously, it came out in 2000. Um, no one had, no one could have ever predicted what was going to happen in the next nine months after this release. But the album's so synonymous to September 11th and everything that happened in the United States and the world right after that. And then you go back and look at the album. It's almost like it was meant to be. It's like the the flow of the songs and um, the inspiration on some of the songs and then Peace on Earth, New York, Grace, you know, all those all those things, uh, you know, even walk on all those things just really tied in. And it's kind of what the country and the world needed a little bit uh, at that time and. Everyone kind
0: of rallied around that hope that was kind of in the album. That that was kind of a theme within the album.
1: I don't think you. I don't know if you said it yet, but the show we, we we're talking about tonight is the first show and one of the first concerts after September 11th. We're not even a full month since September 11th, and U2's back on the road, back in the United States, playing a college campus.
0: You may be able to correct me here, but um, it's not in this show, but one one of the other shows from you know uh, the latter part of two thousand one he says that that they put the tickets on sale after September the eleventh is that true I, the, I I would be very surprised if they were able to sell
1: yeah I mean, well
0: may, I mean maybe they could at that point but
1: i'm sure I'm sure they could have, but that kind of sounds like one of those things Bono would say, you sure know, just but. As I was saying, you know, first show back, they're on a college campus. And one thing that I thought was pretty cool is, and I I read the venue is very small, but in the recording, you can hear how small the venue is. The audience is very
0: loud. And it's... it's, You can hear
1: people yelling out. You can hear people calling Bono's name, whatever they're doing. Yeah. And you can hear individual voices calling out, yelling out. And, uh, you know, I just thought that was a, it's a great energy in the room. I'm a huge fan of, of Elevation as a tour. I think this was a, you know, the 90s were an amazing time for you 2 And, you know, I think they kind of hide away from some, some of that with pop and pop art. But I think there's a lot there they, they to be proud of, and I wish they'd go back to that. But this was, you know, them really going back to basics and let the music speak, as opposed to having this grandiose, attitude or stage or whatever it may be just wrote down some words that you know popped in my head Thinking about elevation tour and you know you just think of a rawness an energy passion and i think the biggest thing to me is just the emotion okay maybe bono's voice wasn't great night in night out but he brought an emotion to every one of these songs and honestly when his voice kind of was struggling that emotion even came through more We have some moments, have some moments like that tonight.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I, I made a note and I mean, I've thought this before, but that at this point in their career, his voice kind of totally changed from like, there's something about the tonality of it that the, a word I kept coming to was like full and kind of round sounding almost. Um, And when we start talking about the individual songs, there's a couple parts I'll point out. It's a different voice, not, not, worse not necessarily better and i agree when you say you know when it's not perfect is when that emotion's shining through um it goes back to the words you said emotion
1: i think the general public may not know you know that you two concerts are they're fun experiences you know you two has fun on stage with each other and those kind of things but i think this is when they start to even be more comfortable with themselves and feel like they can just go out be themselves on stage, let it all hang out. When maybe in the 80s they were trying to be bigger than who they were and they were still feeling out what it meant to be the biggest band in the world. Then in the 90s they were the biggest band in the world. And like how far can we push it? How far can we take this production quality? And now right. it's like more off, you know straightforward rock and roll authentic.
0: Yeah, I and I think it's really a balance that they found between yeah, you know, that's a the kind of it. humility, oh, well, some people may not say they were very humble back then, but the humility of the 80s, like the quiet, soft-spoken guys, and then the you know bravado of the 90s.
1: For sure, and it's just
0: so many great moments. But let, let's get into this show. October 10th, 2001, South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame University.
1: We launch in with the the bootleg you got the all you need is love going which is which is which is fun great energy and then you know i don't know what the crowd was like if they were really hardcore u2 fans or would know but this is a third of the way through the elevation tour and everyone would assume you're going to get elevation and then they start just doing the you know the opening synth to beautiful day which I think worked so well for the moment. Um, And it just... They still came out with the lights up, because there is a YouTube video of this as well. But they kind of do it a little bit different, because there's no remix that they could use for Beautiful Days, so they just kind of played it on the synth loop.
0: And Then Bono comes out and starts singing, you know, he he keeps saying the first line, the heart is a bloom, you know, with varying degrees of intensity.
2: The heart is a bloom.
3: It's up to the stony guy.
1: How does it blend? How does it blend? and, um, and emo- you feel the emotion right there it's right like, you know, and
0: this this is really a, a, i mean it's the first song but it's really a highlight of this show for me because it is it is something different that they did specifically for this show
1: which only I, only time elevation did open the tour
0: yeah and probably the only time beautiful day has opened a full concert it makes it feel even more special obviously you know considering the circumstances it's it's a better foot forward setting the mood kind of than starting off with elevation which i'm yeah. sure is why they chose that but it's just you know like i said it it gives it's a hopeful message a hopeful feeling um, starting with that song as opposed to just like a straight ahead party
1: well, with Elevation. I, and I'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. For the first three songs in my description, I wrote rocking. I mean, I just thought they came out and they were just, you know, they hadn't played for about a month because, you know, interestingly enough, their last show was Slang Castle. Beautiful Day. They, they still can rock and they still they still play, play that very heavily, but I feel like Elevation versions had an extra kick into it and a lot of that came from the outro and the energy and the you know what bottle put into that well and he d- he doesn't really
0: do that much here um, he mumbles something which it's too low for me to make out what he's mumbling uh he does that in several of these elevation shows on beautiful day and then he just goes. he just says yeah 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 several times it's-
1: Yeah, but still it's, it's no and
0: I'm, you know, I'm i'm it's i'm not saying it's bad i like it yeah. but it, you know a lot of times you would get um
1: the goal, the goal soul. is
0: soul it's kind of it's kind of a little change um i will say about the sound quality here it's great again this is another yeah, very is awesome. very bass heavy uh bootleg which is great i mean we all love adam we all love to hear adam
1: and then you know everything's kind of moved up a little bit so you get until the end of the world is the second song which is which, why again, it's been played. Ever. Yeah.
0: And fe- it, and it it feels strange to me like beautiful day opening feels okay. But until the end of the world spot, number two feels a little odd to me.
1: It does a bit, but once after the first couple bars, like I thought it was an, an awesome version. I love the version. You know, I kind of was critical of, and, and, and you know, zoo TV versions are great too, but I was a little critical last week, the last episode about how Bono was singing on that. And, to be honest, just thinking compare those two right now, I would pick this over that almost every time. This version over that. Yeah, uh,
0: the, the, this is where the, starting at around the 2000s is where I think Andrew and I are going to differ a little bit on some of, some <laughs> of the opinions. Um, I, I, again, I, I love I love it, but I, I don't think this had the power of the 90s versions behind it. Again, well, I, I mean they play it great. They they don't change up much with the
1: song. Um, but the play I love the playfulness at the end you know are you talk about like the kicking yeah. the guitar and stuff well I just like them kind of doing the thing in the front of the stage and and then the feedback and
0: you got kind of a, thing, another snippet that he used a lot uh on this tour was the two tribes which makes an appearance uh, about 10 years later on the If I Don't Go Crazy, I'll Go Crazy Tonight remix that they played on the 360 shows. That's, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah.
1: Uh, one thing that stuck out on this version, as you said, the sound quality is so good. The, the harmonics, Edges harmonics in this. are sure. just, they're the, just The just guitar solo clear. sounds
0: great again. Um, you know, he, with these two songs, Until the End of the World and next New Year's Day, he knows when he's crafted a perfect guitar solo because he does not change it. Like yeah. Until the end of the world, the guitar solo has never changed. New Year's Day guitar solo has never changed. Two of the most perfect guitar solos he's ever
1: come well, up with. Well, it's funny because there's I can't remember the bootleg now, but there's a show where he messes up the New Year's Day solo. And Bono, oh, really? makes, Bono makes a comment about how he never changes the solo because they're so perfect and i can't remember it was really
0: maybe i'm um, that's creeping in my
1: head but i just yeah, don't I'm realize on with what you said so yeah if you guys out there if you know the the show where Edge messes that solo up and bono <laughs> makes a comment on him not changing him let us know so that was um, new year's day and this may be kind of what uh, this may just be sticking out to me because you mentioned the the bass quality but i felt like the intro bass was dirtier <laughs>
0: It, it's it sounded like a little overdriven a little fuzzy it sounded awesome for this song yeah certainly
1: was, once again these first two songs i just felt like they're just they're, they're they're on fire they're rocking straight out of the gate and bono probably uh, i know he wasn't looked at as the you know trying to change the world a bit he was starting to do that kind of stuff but nowhere near how he's looked at nowadays but i was just waiting to see when was the first time he was going to say something when it was the first time
0: you had to wait a while surprisingly yeah, exactly. incredibly surprisingly you had to right. wait a long
1: time right just, it's like that's a lot of pressure to true. Ha- to have to, to, have to put, say the right thing i was just thinking where was that going to come and i was thinking this is going to be it after new year's day after new
0: year's day we do get what i take as kind of a little comment or not necessarily a comment but just kind of a, a tribute to of course victims so you. of you know september 11th or anyone cuz i think he's You know, it could be to his father um, or it could be to Michael Hutchins. um, But we get When Will I See You Again. When will I see you again?
2: When will we share precious moments? Will I have to wait Forever Will I have to suffer All night through When will I see you again
0: When will I see I love it. I mean, it's it's very emotional. It's again and it's it's very short. It's just, you know, a verse and a chorus, I think, yeah. but it's another highlight for me because it it's something special, something different.
1: Um, yeah. Well, that, that, that's what I said, so not talking but first kind of feel of 911. Right. You know, I thought it sounded good. I I like the guitar sound. I thought it was, you know, clean and Yeah. You know, just
0: Well, he's you know, probably nice. playing the the nice little rosewood neck strat to get his little Jimi hendrix sound going into the next song stuck in a moment
1: this had the biggest cheer so far i felt like the crowd really reacted when the song started one of the first vocal highlights kind of the intro
0: I will say for right, but... stuck stuck in a moment the studio version compared to the live version I don't know if they sped it up a little bit when they went out live but it just it just feels a lot better when they play it live to me if it, it feels a little more well, groovy say, oh, and a little less plodding
1: did you notice the horns the recorded horns
0: yes i, I made uh, they they
1: always have the horns playing
0: which which to me, it's so weird because those horns sound so cheap and like fake. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but what's even more interesting, that, and they always kept this too, is the little water droplet sounds. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I missed them
0: though. Th- those, are, those are there too, which is even more weird because they add basically nothing. I think this song is a good example of what his post-2000s voice kind of sounds like. It's It's more raspy. It's, it's very nice still, but it's, it's, just a, it's got a little more dirt on it than it uh, used to. And then we get to my first, oh, no, of this, ep- of this episode. You two doing Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. it 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 doesn't hit it for me at all
1: when we get it really into youtube i remember someone sent me this and i remember when they sent me the music video to this and it had them taking off blindfolds and stuff oh my goodness and i couldn't even get through that version so you know i wasn't too excited about you know the version this live version but oh there were a couple good vocal moments in there you know it's something different for sure but
0: The part I do like is at the very, very, very end, where he ends it kind of wailing. Because obviously his father had just passed away, you know, two months ago, maybe. Um, So he was still going through that.
1: Can we just talk about, okay, say whatever you want to about the lyrics of New York, but that intro synth and that guitar sound. I mean, that is very underrated to me.
0: Um, I don't like it. Again, this this is my second oh no, and it's a shame they had to come back to back. But um,
1: one more and you're dead. <laughs> the, more the concert gets the beat. <laughs>
0: the intro, the guitar, obviously the lyrics and the melody. Are just not there. the The one thing I do like is the chorus guitar, where where it kind of picks up and gets a little heavier. It's I mean, it's their heaviest song they had <clears throat> off of that album for, for sure. But and everything Edge else gets after
1: it, he gets after yeah, the thing,
0: and and I do like that. It, everything else just sounds unfinished to me, like yeah, the the uh, guitar uh, part when during the verses it just sounds like he's he found a new setting on his delay pedal, and he's
1: but we do uh, we do
0: get another little mention of new york they had they had such a big chance here to even step up their level of relevance in a post September eleventh world by having a good song called New York, but instead they have this one about. Bono just walking around the city reading a newspaper and I don't know, flicking a cigarette or something but we do get something in the, these live versions where he changes the lyric to say
2: in New York can forget Forget how to sit still and In New York can forget Just how strong the city's way
0: which is kind of a shout out to that whole, you know, New York Pride. That
1: yeah, I mean, came yeah, the, the lyrics "hot as a handbag in of mace. Oh God, can't walk around the city block without a change of clothes. <laughs>
0: there's there's another lyric that gets a big cheer here from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, where he says oh, yeah. the Irish have been coming here for years.
1: And then we get to Pride. Uh, so I mean, you know, here we are in the middle of three. Songs another- right here. Yeah, it's Rather. another weird placement.
0: It's kind of like back, hearkening back to the Pop Mart tour where they played Pride pretty early in each show. Um, yeah. I don't think that was normal for Elevation, but uh, I kind of like it here. Like it, it kind of it kinda feels good to me, um, especially, you know, coming after three. I mean, if we count what's going on, that's three new songs in a row. In New York, most people I would imagine would not be that familiar with anyway. So it's kind of a, a little change of pace back to something a little more familiar. I, I said this about Stuck in a moment, but this is kind of a classic song where you get another good example of how his voice has changed, especially on the chorus. And it's it's not even like a power thing. It's just the sound of his voice has changed. And right. li- listen to that clip. And the, the words that just kept, keep coming to my head to describe it are round and full. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, maybe someone agrees with me.
1: And then we're off to uh, Sunday, buddy, Sunday. Which um.
0: kicks in right as Pride ends.
1: It's
0: a it's jarring for sure, but because you know Sunday, Bloody Sunday is such a big song. I mean, I don't know if it's bigger than Pride, but they're right on that same level, they get away with it. If they had cut Pride off and then then started playing New York, it would not have worked because you know it wouldn't have given anyone a chance to applaud or whatever after Pride. Right. That's a good um point. It, it it works here, um, but it is a little jarring for sure.
1: There's a little bit of a different ending in the first um
0: uh, the first by time. different ending, do you mean they mess up the ending? <laughs>
1: Well, see, I, I, okay, I can't tell if they're messing up there or if they were uh, just doing something different.
0: No, nah. and you know what it made me think of was uh, in the Boston DVD when on "Gone," Larry extends the outro and Edge throws his guitar at the Trumps <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: my goodness! It was, it was a, that Larry, nice Rick and there,
1: yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on in those Boston shows, and then we get some more talk some more talking here.
0: Well, don't say some Uh, more. This is our first break where he's speaking and we're what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs in, which is crazy to me. uh, You know, with this being such a a, a moment in time as, you know, not even a month after September 11th. And he hasn't said anything marking the occasion or whatever to anything of importance. And he speaks here, and yet we still don't get anything of importance. I know, but he talks I do about how like, this song doesn't necessarily mean what he thought it meant.
1: I do, but, but I do like what he says about last time we were in Chicago, and the crowd loses their mind because they're like, no, you're not in Chicago. He's like, I know, I know, but we were close.
2: Last time that we were in the area here um, in, um, in Chicago, I... I know I
1: know but it was close and, and- oh, I love that but you know one thing that's interesting about Bono and Elevation is for the most part especially on the American dates, maybe not as much in Europe maybe his voice a little better but when he speaks he talks so softly and his voice sounds terrible when he talks
0: it's, it's raspy it's, it is raspy
1: it is very raspy um, and like you said then he talks about the song not being about what, you know, he originally thought it was. And cause I think I always related it to his father because his father, you know, had cancer for a while and was struggling with that. So I assume that was the issue when he was writing it. It's about children. And when you listen to the song with that in mind, it gives you a little bit of a different perspective.
0: You know, this is one I thought was kind of a prime candidate to bring back for the experience uh, tour. especially. I mean, you said it's about children, which makes sense. And there's this specifically the line, I'm a man, I'm not a child.
1: hits really well
0: Uh, yeah he he definitely
1: figured that one out
0: no matter what shape his voice was in i I don't think i've heard a version where he doesn't hit that well
1: yeah the slang castle version is obviously great but i just love the solo finish the bono on the guitar singing you know i I made a note I i said
0: it's it's always fun to see what lyric he ends on
2: Summer, I can taste the salt of the sea. There's a kite blowing out of control on a breeze. i what's going to happen to you. You wonder what has happened
0: to me. Because he kind of changes yeah. it up. He, he I mean, obviously, he's ended on the same one, but he definitely changes it up. Maybe he forgets what place he's supposed to end or whatever. But
1: then we go. Into Angel of Harlem, which is kind of skip. a weird transition. Which is kind of a weird transition. What's that from? Let me. Let me I just said What's skip
0: as in. Skip. Oh, skip. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't. I didn't mark this as an oh no, so we're safe to continue the concert. But hearing that guitar come in, it's an electric guitar. It's distorted. It's got delay on it for some god awful reason and he's playing these open chords with delay it just sounds so bad
1: so bad i don't think it was i don't think it was terrible Honestly, I've, I've I've said you know we we kind of trashed it, saying that this is kind of the Z T V was kind of the last really good versions of it. But I get to think about St. Castle's a fun version. You know, th- I didn't think these were bad. But also, is Bono always worried Larry's going to miss that in his entrance? <laughs> Like kind
0: of I, I don't know. I I I doubt it. I think he's just having fun.
1: One, two,
0: but but that but staring at the sun. I, it wasn't uncommon here on elevation for them to play "Staring at the Sun." Or you know, even now, it's still nice to get reminders that they knew "Pop" was a the record they put out. Um,
1: yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a nice version. I, I'm glad that they brought it back on "Experience and Innocence." Uh, I just wish someone would would let them know that they've got this great album. With pop, you've got Discotheque, which is a great substitute for Mysterious Ways. You've got Gone, which I think is a a good fit for Until the End of the World. Even Mofo, you could kind of squeeze in there with Until the End of the World, too. So, I mean, there's some songs in there that would work in a lot of different ways to kind of get some of these, rotate some of these other songs more. But I think Staring at the Sun is the easiest one because they can just play it acoustically and it doesn't have the feel of pop as much when you do it acoustically. And I want to say it has one of my favorite U2 lines in it. That I'm nearly great, but there's something missing. I love that. I love that line.
2: Will you listen? I'm nearly great for something missing. I left it in the duty Free air, but you never really belong to me. And I'm not the only the sun afraid of what you find if you took a look inside I'm not just the staring at the sun i'm not the only one who's ready to go blind
0: i'll i'll just say um and every time they play it, it's this way, but edges, harmonies, and the chorus are wonderful and uh, the highlight of that song to me.
1: Because I think the highlight of the show is the song we're at right now. I think elevation versions of Bad are always very unique because you never knew how his voice was going to be from night to night. You never knew what snippets you were going to get from night to night. They kept the passion. There was uniqueness from night to night. And there's just little things that had I hadn't heard on bad before you know I felt like there was more synth more of the yeah, keyboards that, that we I, all I, hear now in the song when they play it but this is kind of the first time they started using that stuff that's
0: what I was going to ask was this the first tour where they had that high pitched the uh,
1: Once again, we've, we've said his voice is not great, but the isolation, how he does isolation on almost every version of elevation I've, done, I've heard, is amazing. It's great, and then the let it go and fade away. Does he hit it every time? No. Does he sing let it go like he did in '84? No. But when he when he hits it, it is it is it it's almost better than those versions because you know that it's almost more work for it to be great and amazing now it doesn't come as easy it doesn't come as natural and you almost respect it because it's more work to get to to get these great versions uh,
0: you know what you're describing is kind of what i hear about how his voice has changed it's not yeah. worse uh it's 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 different i don't i don't know if i'm giving him credit points for trying hard to hit the notes but no he he because he, he does he hit he hits the notes it's just a different sound than what we had yeah. 10 years ago
1: Chris is shaking his head about the snippets. I'll let
0: him yeah. talk about that first. <laughs> well, it's it's just another one I disagree on. It, do, it doesn't fit to me. I, I, I know you love it. I even made a note. I said, Andrew loves the snippet. But um, it's, it's it's weird to me. It, it sounds weird. Singing cockles and well, muscles. city the girls
2: are so pretty My eyes on me, Molly Malone She wheeled the wheeled barrow road Through streets broad and narrow Singing cockles and myself
1: We've only played this four times and okay. two times on the Elevation Tour. The first time I heard it, I had no idea what it was, but I loved the way it sounded. Another reason I love it is they take it down and it stays down. It's not let's build it back up for build it back up sake to get the crowd into it. Let's play it how we want to play it. And they take it low and they keep it low. Yeah, and they up, keep I- it
0: low and it stops. And it's the worst transition into streets since... The synth didn't work in 1987.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was unique, and I like how Edge's last couple of notes were so slow you could really even hear the delay on individual strings. Alive,
2: alive. Mm-hmm.
0: it's not even a week transition. There's no transition into streets. Bad just stops, yeah. which is something that they, they never do.
1: Very rarely.
0: Uh, just stop I mean, it.
1: Very rarely. So then we do go to streets with no transition, which is disappointing, but it's worth it for that version of bad to me. I thought the drums sounded great. Edge backing vocals again.
0: Yeah. And then his backing vocals are really loud on this show, which I love.
1: Okay. Well, maybe that's what's sticking out more.
0: I listened to it several times and you know, I think not having a special intro kind of brought the whole perfect. thing down a little bit to me.
1: Yeah. Um, and then there was no, at the end, which I always listened to cause I listened for, cause I love it is there was I no, wanna I wanna go it. With you. there was none of that, which, you know, at this point in time, he kind of did that almost every show. And they talk about weird transition. And then I still found after streets, which is very strange. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it was the and album track list. Yeah. Actually, it's just interesting. because That to me is just not a late set song. Yeah. Um, it's early set, get the crowd into it.
0: Uh, I, it's fine. It is, it's a fine version. There's one really nice vocal part when he there says uh, uh, he goes up really high for Bleed into One.
1: Yeah but to be honest I, the for a ver- for me to go crazy about a version I still haven't found what I'm looking for it's got to do something that almost no other versions ever done they they just they're, they're just yeah, kind I, of it is I it agree is is. I, I I'm
0: just I I feel like I've been hard on this show so that that was a nice vocal moment yeah. um, and we get another terrible ending <laughs> Edge ends and then he's like, okay, Larry's still going. And then Larry ends and then Edge is like, Oh wait, I started the chorus again. And then they finally get it with like after three tries. It, I don't know. Like just all this stuff together at, at a time when every show was really good. And this show is good. Like by any, you know, concert standards. I, I'm, I'm just, surprised by how many issues I find with this show
1: you could also say they're off for a month and you don't know how much they get to rehearse before with September 11th. You don't know how long they get to rehearse at the venue. Yeah. But I I love this show. I I think the imperfections, I think that's what you got on elevation though. I think you got a lot of mistakes and I think sure kind of built into just the feel of the show under with, without you, which I know you're always hard on these elevation versions I think it was for elevation version I thought it was one of the I thought it was great. I, th-
0: this again one of the highlights to me. Um especially for elevation versions cuz yeah. This is the song I was talking about earlier where the bass is too distorted cuz it it's still got that overdriven sound and which obviously doesn't work for this song. But yeah, I thought this version was really good. Um we get shine like stars at the end. Was that played on most elevation?
1: Uh no. They only played it 12 times
0: nice that makes it even better because of course that's one of my favorite uh, I don't even call that a snippet anymore it's 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 like its own verse basically. Yeah, uh, so that 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 makes that version even better to me.
1: Kind of restart the show here,
0: right? Because coming out the of the
1: influx, re, the influx mix, which I, I think this is one of YouTube's best openings. <laughs>
3: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Um, uh, I mean it's it's totally different from Zoo TV but uh it's very special in its own right and i love the the intro music and i love how it transitions perfectly into the song and these versions were just so rocking and you it's probably the same but edges verse guitar is so dirty it's like it almost reminds me of heartbreaker it's just i I can't even describe it how dirty it's
0: crunchy yeah it's crunchy like um but it's 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 a great sound
1: if you watch videos unfortunately chris and i we never made it to a elevation show but it looks like from a fan that was the closest you ever got to being able to just get right up on the stage because the stage was very low there was not very many barricades and you know on numerous performance, you can see Bono reach out, and literally there's 50 hands right there um, for instance, the Sometimes he, sometimes he would also bite. He would bite and <laughs> jump into the, he'd jump into the crowd. So that's um, another thing. That's another thing that set. Like this is kind of the last we saw of young Bono, if you really think about it, too. The Elevation Tour, because we come back. I feel like he and and I'm not being critical, but just being honest. I feel like he was for Vertigo Tour. He's not as felt as he was on elevation i think you know he just he, he's not as athletic and he's not well he's not like running he he's not running
0: laps every show
1: well that's true too but i mean <laughs> you know this is bono at 40 and next time we see them on tour he's 45 45 46. yeah so, so this is kind of the last we see him in somewhat of a useful um that's yeah.
0: a good point you, I, I don't really think about it that way but you, you're right they extend the outro here a little bit. And I don't, again, I'm not sure it's on. No, 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 They usually end it with him saying
1: "Elevation,"
0: bang, but they they keep it going a whole extra round. Yeah, of that's true. That's a
1: good point. Good point.
0: So again, I, I feel like they're just not tight, which again, like you said, is kind of a thing that goes on in elevation. But I think this is to an extra degree on this show.
1: Yeah. Then to "Mysterious Ways," which great "Mysterious Ways" is a fun song. A little sexual healing, so another nod to Marvin Gaye. It's always nice to get that snippet in. <laughs> another thing that I made note of is that drum roll into the second solo. It's just, it, it's, it's great. It, it's great. It's nothing special this night, but it's just always great. And then he said, every little thing going to be all right. I've which, never heard him
0: do it in that song before. No, but
1: which obviously, was Three little, Yeah Three Little Birds by Bob Marley and that's not credited on you two gigs which is surprising because there's you know about
0: that but obviously that that's a perfect song for it to be cuz i mean the whole chorus is, it's all right it's all right it's all right every little thing's going to be all right it's and then a, a perfect you know, fit it's just surprising it hasn't yeah. been done before
1: so then i'll let you lead off the next one. cuz yeah this
0: funny. this this song is my highlight of the night you, you can call it a 10 minute version of one but it's really a five minute intro with Bono speaking over Edge's guitar part.
1: So what do you think about what he said?
0: I loved it. I, I mean, that's, that's what I had been waiting for this whole show, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's real solutions to real problems. It's not, I was kind, I was talking to Lane about it and she, she obviously remembers this whole time and everything. And she's like, cause I was saying, I'm surprised. He didn't say anything like this earlier in the show. And she said, you know, it was just, it wasn't even a month after that, and people had enough of you know feeling down and right. being upset. So they you know put on a show so that people could kind of get out of that mood for a while and really enjoy themselves, which I, good, think yeah, I think they did. Good point. Hear, I think they did here, but I still really appreciate his speech here because I, I think it's a, a very good point. Is he that he said
2: you know the roots this problem are in abject poverty. The fanatics live of their fuel fuel for their fanaticism is the abject poverty that they live in.
1: Well, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I I like how he ended it with joining the bravery and the, the poverty pieces together. I just thought he took a long time to get, it took, it was a roundabout way to get to what he was trying to say.
0: I don't think what he ended on was necessarily his point, but then I think at the end he did kind of wrap it up in a nice bow for, you know, how America was feeling at the time, which, and again, Lane looked this up. They invaded Afghanistan three days before the show, the U S invaded Afghanistan three days before the show. But, but I think that speech makes this version more passionate, more uh, powerful. Uh, if if he had said nothing, it really wouldn't have stood out to me.
1: Well, and one thing you get to tell is this is pretty much off the cuff. It's so like he was reading something. It's pretty much off the cuff. So right always appreciated but as far as the version obviously i know you like the version a lot i thought there was a lot of especially at the end hear us coming a lot of raw power and then you know, yeah did falsetto there at the end too
0: and you know i i was thinking about that like and i just kind of thought about the power of saying you hear us coming lord you hear us scratching you hear us knocking at your door after thousands of people had died if people in the audience knew what he was saying i, I would imagine there's you know plenty of tears at that point like that's a very emotional
1: Then we get into kind of a, a, a rare thing, which once again is kind of a nod to the, the times. Peace on Earth. Um, supposedly the, the full band and the full song was rehearsed uh, the day of, but is not performed. I, I, love,
0: I love this little, the little small piece on earth that they do here.
1: Yeah, I thought the guitar tone was great. And, and this is nitpicking, but I thought there was a little bit too much of a pause between the two songs. I wish it was straight in. So I don't know if Edge is a different guitar. Or, or, or what the deal was there, but yeah, um, no, I, I agree with
0: that. But no, I, I love that that version. I, the, this little verse and chorus they do is just fantastic and perfect for the moment.
2: In my
1: to maybe I forget how Bono calls it a little big song you know it's not it's not on the par of beautiful day and elevation but it's right below those guys and that's walk on yeah. you know we talk about pride and new year's day and sunday blaze sunday being great band songs where the whole band is shining this might be the best example from the 2000s I, of, I think that's that's of, a really good of point a, of a band song because you've got the you've got the keyboards you got lyrics you got vocal runs You've got guitar, solo then Don't got forget about
0: Larry You've got Larry doing a really cool drum beat and, Yeah, so it's, like it's, it's some of those it has a super I don't know if underrated is the word but it's not one that's noted as much. Um, Edge's guitar solo it's fantastic. It's another one of those ones where he, he's he got it down note for note exactly what he wants to play.
1: Yeah, And just great lyrics. A really good lyric. And then you got a little Pink Floyd nod at the end. Uh, all that you
0: touch and all that you see
2: All the you fashion
0: we get some of the uh, New York fire department and uh, I believe the New York police department as well uh, made the trip out to Notre Dame to see the show and they, they get to come up on the stage and um, then
1: we get a, 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 for you bootleggers out there who are still recording these shows just get me a minute and a half of the walkout song and a minute and a half of the walk away song exit music cause, and exit music for a film Because that adds so much to the show to me. I love hearing what those songs are and love hearing them in context. It gives you and, a little more
0: feeling of being there.
1: Too. Yeah, because you can hear people starting to get up and leave. And Final thoughts? I'm a really big fan of the show. i a really big fan of the Elevation Tour overall. You know, I, I think we did kind of cite a couple mistakes, whether it was from Rust or just whatever it was. But I think as a whole, you feel the energy of the room, you feel the emotion that the whole tour has to offer. There's not many Elevation shows that I don't enjoy because I just feel that this is a great time for the band and they're really comfortable at this phase in their career and they want to not only put the best show on for the fans, but they want to have a good time while they're doing it.
0: I agree with just the overall assessment of the Elevation Tour being, um, you know, great, great time, great, great shows, uh, even great performances. And I'll, I'll say that this, this show is a great performance. However, I think again, maybe it was one of those, you had to be there moments, but when I was listening to it, I just kept thinking like, this doesn't feel as important or as as momentous as I, I would have hoped it would being, you know, the first, and there probably were other concerts going around that time too, but I think U2 was probably the biggest band in the world uh, at that time. And this almost with a few exceptions just felt like another show to me, which I was not thrilled about. Cause I, so I was yeah. just expecting more of more emotional, more something. And right. It's interesting because we do get that later on. Like you said, we talked about the Madison Square Garden show, but there's other shows where it feels Bono kind of figured out what he wanted to say about the whole thing more so well, than think, he had here.
1: I think the point that you made about wanting to go to a concert for fun and entertainment and be removed from that a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be on the back of everyone's mind. So, you know, we didn't watch the show, so we don't have the feel of the police and the fire, fire uh department who was there so that's obviously a tribute i I agree that i was expecting it to be more have a little bit more a little bit more of a nod back to september 11th or just making more comments on it
0: all right so um thank you for listening and uh next time we're gonna jump back to the beginning of you (laughs) two
1: and here's how it all started
0: bye